What's up, Whisper Nation? We are officially live for week three Thursday night matchup. We are going to give you all the starts and sits for this game and let you know those difficult decisions so that way it doesn't affect you going into the weekend or you can have that nice big lead going into the weekend. All that and more on this episode of the Fantasy Whispers. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe on the way in. Right here. That's right. Like Johnny said, we will be talking the Thursday night football matchup between the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans. But if you like that fresh fantasy football content and you want more of it, consider subscribing over to the YouTube channel and giving this and our other videos a like on your way in. That being said, in, welcome in Whisper Nation. I'm Big Travi. You can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. I am joined by Johnny Game Time Hicks on the other mic, one of the other three mics. Uh, Johnny, what's going on, brother? Week three is upon us. I can't believe how fast this season is already flying by, but it is it is good to be here with you guys. It's great to talk for some fantasy football. Absolutely. And that's where he stands. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I'll pass it on over to Austin, who is uh, last but not least on that third mic. You can find him on Twitter at Austin underscore R underscore Sear. What is good, Austin? Oh, man. Last week was a phenomenal week two Monday night football, Travis. I know you and I were sitting next to each other here and had just uh, got, we watched the whole Monday night football together. That was not only our Packers winning on Monday night football, but you knew how heavily invested I was in so many of the Packers positional players. Also, TJ Hawkinson got to finish as the point leader in two leagues of significance, came a, a top three in the listener league, sitting atop those standings. So it's actually off to a pretty decent start after a, a week one uh, struggle coming mainly from the Green Bay Packers, Travis. So I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good about the picks. I'm feeling good about the NFL storylines. And I can't wait to see what we've got coming up in week three, man. Yeah, so hopefully this doesn't this Thursday night matchup doesn't totally tank because we've had some great primetime games so far in the in the season. And yeah, like Austin said, you're riding that high. Not only just all the investment you had in the players, but that particular double dip between Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, which you net, netted you three receiving touchdowns. I mean, that was a huge game. Uh, we had Aaron Jones, of course. Yeah. So uh, we had Aaron Jones, of course, uh, you know, losing uh, the ashes of his of his late father, but then finding them the grounds crew. So so many storylines there. We've got so many storylines going on in this matchup. But just as a reminder to Whisper Nation, we are nothing without your unwavering support. We're so proud of the community that we've built together. If you feel it upon your heart and want to help us continue to grow the family and chase that dream, consider joining us over on Patreon.com. You can show your support at the $5 and $10 levels. Patron benefits include access to our exclusive Discord channels, entries to sports card giveaways, increased odds on winning a signed NFL jersey. I know we just got a Keenan Allen signed jersey in. Uh, we've got bonus fantasy content that's available only to our patrons. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers and join the nation today. Okay, so Austin, uh, as, as we work to get Johnny, Johnny's back. Yeah, How you hopefully. feeling, Johnny? Hopefully, yeah. I don't know. The internet is just not my friend over here. Well, that, that tends to happen to us once in a while. That's fine. We'll keep walk, rocking through it. But we are two weeks through, and I wanted to let you, you know, you you know, kind of think about this. But give me an answer on each of you. What's that that off season storyline, that off season take that you so fiercely held um, that you're actually starting to believe the opposite could be true through two weeks? Anything that you were staunchly on uh, heading into uh, week two that or heading into week three that now you you might be coming back on and um 
Johnny, did you want to take this one? You started off? Sure. Uh, Derrick Henry would be one for me. Uh, I was definitely having some concerns through two weeks. Uh, his usage was not where I liked it to be. Uh, there were other running backs being involved in the passing game, uh, which we thought that Derrick Henry could take a step forward. We also thought that uh, this offensive line was struggling a little bit. Uh, I do still have some concerns with the team overall, but I do think that they'll get back on track uh, a little bit more. But yeah, Derrick Henry coming and showing up, showing out. We do know Seattle does give a lot uh, on the ground. So we'll continue to monitor that situation. But Derrick Henry does not look like he is significantly slowing down at this point. But we will the see. The demise of Derrick Henry might have been prematurely talked about. Austin, any takes sticking out to you that you might be um, just coming around on the opposite for? Uh, coming around the opposite for, it's a little bit, you know what, the Green Bay Packers, it doesn't exactly fit your question, Travi, but after week one, it was certainly a point of observation and to see the week two show out in prime time, um, it, it certainly quelled some nerves. Um, it definitely made you feel better about the picks that you had coming into here. Um, coming on an opposite one, well, and, and, and then on that same token, if we go to that week one showing with the Saints, where we are all of a sudden uh, thinking Jameis Winston is all of a sudden a 5,000-yard passer who's increased his efficiency. Saved. Um, Sean Payton had saved him. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people spinning a lot of narratives um, along these on these topics here, and then to see him um, – show a more familiar output um, that he has in years past last week with new Orleans. So there, there's not a take that I'm, I'm coming back from, but there's definitely some big roller coaster takes specifically with the new Orleans saints and with the green Bay Packers, Travis that have been topsy turvy and continue to shift. Yeah, for me, I think it's CEH and uh, we'll see how this plays out. But we had always kind of assumed CEH was too big to fail in this offense if he was given the opportunity. And it just looks like he may. I'm just questioning if he's good at football right now. Uh, we're going through some of these these woes that are, that are happening. He obviously had a disastrous Sunday night football. So we'll see how that pans out. But I was firm on the you know bounce back season for CEH. And admittedly, I think I might be, um, you know, eating crow on that one. So we'll just see how that one pans out as we move on now to the thursday night football game want to say what's up to everybody that's in the chat right now boss man fat comes in great name there we've got the cat's pajamas what's up guys if you are new to the channel hit that like button hit that subscribe on your way in and help us grow the channel please we're going to move on to this thursday night football game the houston texans hosting the carolina panthers in a 43 point over under so not a lot of points projected to be scored here by vegas most of those points set to be scored by the Carolina Panthers, who are seven-and-a-half road favorites here. Austin, when we look at this, I think the most exciting player in the whole matchup is going to be CMC. And so a lot of people questioning, you know, looking Der looking at Derrick Henry's monster week performance and, and Aaron Jones and asking, can they get this same kind of performance against this Houston Texans squad? You know, I think you can, Travis. CMC right now is the number two halfback. No real surprise there. But more importantly, I'd argue that he's gotten the third most amount of rush attempts and caught the most passes of any other running back in the NFL, Travi. So I think that this is going to continue. Um, why? One, because it's working and the Panthers are winning. Um, CMC is going to continue to flirt with 100 yards on the ground and probably catch over five passes for 50-plus yards through the air this week. His floor is enormous, and he hasn't really even begun flirting with that ceiling yet, Travis. Um, the Texans let up the fourth most amount of points to the running backs. 
Um, and the only two teams above them in those rankings are the Lions and the Seahawks. Well, two teams above them are the Lions and the Seahawks. Um, and these are teams that have defensively allowed those monster games to Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones, as you mentioned. So, yeah, I think that this is an absolute smash spot for Christian McCaffrey. He's done really good to start off the year. And I expect to see his best performance so far week three going up against the Houston Texans. Absolutely. Just wanted to answer uh, boss man fat's question. He's asking uh, about questions here. We will get to that as soon as we wrap up this Thursday night football portion of the show, and we'll get to answering all the questions that are in the chat at that time. Uh, Johnny, one of the questions I wanted to ask you about the pass catchers for Carolina here is if it's time to kind of panic on Robbie Anderson, we, we had, talked about before how his rapport should already be there with Sam Darnold plus the great year last year but it seems to be that DJ Moore is going to continue to be the monster target getter in this offense and that could mean less for Robbie Anderson going forward yeah a lot of concern with Robbie Anderson we talked about how yes there was that rapport with Sam Darnold but it was a shaky rapport uh and you looking at what he is doing coming into the season he's not quite getting the same role that he played last year uh with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback Robbie Anderson getting 74 percent of the snaps he's only getting a 13.6 percent target uh target rate which was way down last year he was in uh 25 percent plus target market share not so much this year that has gone over to DJ Moore who is seeing 27.5 percent target rate which is 24th in the league uh, I do also want to mention as well that uh, something else we brought up about Robbie Anderson is his catch rate. He's at a 44.4% catch rate, uh, which is very on par of what he saw when he had Sam Darnold before. I honestly think it's more of a Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson connection problem than it really is that Anderson's not a good wide receiver. Uh, because when you look at the true catch rate for Robbie Anderson, it is 100%. So true catch rate is all those uh, passes and balls that are, are thrown your way way that are deemed catchable and not drops or overthrows. So um, that is something to continue to monitor. It, it continues to be a problem, and it was a problem back in Jacksonville. But like you said, DJ Moore is a, is a guy that you have to start, especially, you know, this week. Not the greatest matchup. Uh, you know, I, I know it says Houston on paper, but these corners are actually pretty good. They've given up the eighth fewest two yards to receivers. They've only given up two total touchdowns to wide receivers this season. But because of DJ Moore's ability to get ni like 19 targets over the last two weeks, that's ninth uh, and he's ninth in receptions uh, in the league. So he's a guy that you're definitely going to get in your lineup. Just temper the expectations a little bit because I know you see that Houston defense and, and you start to, you know, lick your lips and, and drink that Thursday thirst uh, gulper down. But it might not be as great as we would like. But like I said, I'm still getting DJ Moore in there. Getting a little bit tempted talking about Thursday Night Thirst in two QB leagues where you lost maybe Carson Wentz to a, we've got Ben potentially dealing with an issue. Um, could be a nice spot start for Sam Darnold through two games, albeit this small sample size. He's got career highs in touchdown percentage, completion percentage, touchdown to interception ratio. And then he's going to face this Houston squad that's allowing the fifth most points to quarterback. So actually a decent spot, I think, for Sam Darnold in those two QB leagues, super flex leagues, where you need to replace some action there. Moving on to the other side of the of the field here for that Thursday night football matchup. We've got the Houston Texans, Johnny, and they're going to be led by Davis Mills after Terod Taylor is going to the IR. How does this affect the offense, and do we look for it to take a huge step back here? Yeah, it affects the offense majorly. I, I put in our show notes, major concern with Davis Mills. You're looking at his yards per attempt, 5.7. That's 
disgusting. Uh, 44.4% completion percentage. Only had one deep ball attempt in 18 throws in a game that they were actually trailing in. So I have some big concerns. I'll kick it back to you. I know we'll, we'll talk about some of these other pieces and whether you'll get them. I know Brandon Cooks is a guy that we'll definitely have to discuss. But when it comes to Davis, uh, Davis Miles, you know, or Davis Mills, excuse me, it, it, you can't bear but like say, I, I kind of wish we had Tyrod back. You know, I can't believe we're saying that, but it's the reality. Yeah, it's definitely the reality of this offense, um, and I think that it's going to trickle down. Austin, I want to talk about the running back core because we've had this question nearly every week. We'll probably have it every week as long as all three are healthy maybe and getting the work they're getting. Is there anything to like here, anything to trust within the running back room? The short answer, Travis, is no. You know, let's take a closer look at what these three running backs provide and Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, and David Johnson. But spoiler alert, it's nothing too exciting and it's nothing that you want to rely on for your fantasy matchup here. Something that might surprise you with these three running backs is that through two games, they have four total touchdowns. That's pretty surprising to me. Uh, but two of those have gone to Philip Lindsay and one apiece then to Ingram and David Johnson. Philip Lindsay, remember, was the early down or the early season favorite to lead this offense, at least on the early downs. But he looks to be more of like the gadget type player in this offense. A little bit of work on the ground, a little bit of work through the air. Extremely tough to rely on, extremely tough to predict. This would be the the third option for me mark ingram was looking like he might have a little bit of intrigue after his um 26 attempt week one which was really nice regardless of format but we saw that workload plummet in week two where his touches went from 26 down to 14 his efficiency also regressed as well where he showcased just a 2.93 yards per carry against cleveland that's mark ingram david johnson to me is the most interesting of the three halfbacks here he currently ranks the highest in rush grade per pro football focus and has the most yards per carry i'll bet not an impressive number it is the highest of those three running backs uh, so what i expect to see as the season progresses travis is that david johnson's going to get more and he's going to get more involved in the he's going to stay involved in the passing game he looks to be the true best back of those three i think as the season progresses it's actually gonna look like david johnson is the best running back of those three as well so say mid-season he's the guy you want but it's a davis mills led Houston Texans offense, there's really not going to be a lot of points to grab. What is available, David Johnson's probably going to get the most of them, but those points aren't going to be enough really to tilt your fantasy matchup. I'd sit tight, but move on where you can. I think sit tight is the right piece of advice there. I also think it's the right piece of advice for Brandon Cooks, who's right now the wide receiver 11 in PPR and standard through two weeks. He's tied for fourth in the NFL in targets. And then you've got Carolina allowing the third fewest receptions to a game to wide receivers. Then you have Mills starting. So actually I'm benching Cooks, even though he started the year hot and Brandon Cooks truthers are coming after me, I'm sure. But I'm benching Cooks in this one. Only the Jets have a, have a lower implied point total than Houston this week. We just got to see Davis Mills actually get in there and do something in this offense for us to trust anything on the Houston side of the ball. Um, as far as that's concerned, that's really all we have for the Houston side of the ball. If you're new to the channel, go ahead and hit, hit that like and subscribe button. Let us know, and we'll start rattling through some of these questions, boys. Uh, the first one, I'll kick it over to you, Austin. Boss man fat, fat. Asking, should I drop Zach Pascal for Christian Kirk, KJ Osborne, or Elijah Moore? So my short answer on this one is, yeah, probably. 
first, let's talk specifically about these pieces. Zach Pascal, who is now going to be likely having a new quarterback throwing in the ball in Indianapolis. We still don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be in or out. And the fact that he looks to have a high ankle and a low ankle sprain, and they're not clearly saying he's out is actually even more concerning for me. It shows their preparation work is going to be divided between him and the other quarterbacks. It shows me that the wide receivers are going to be asking who's throwing me the ball this week. Um, I wasn't loving Zach Pascal prior to this injury update. I'm really not loving him now. Christian Kirk is involved in a more voluminous, high-ceiling offense. I like the role he seems to have. I like the involvement he's going to be about. K.J. Osborne, Johnny could talk about uh, talk about him over there. And, and Elijah Moore, we know that he's a talented uh, receiver with not a lot of experience over there in New York. So Christian Kirk would be my favorite, but I wanted to just take a quick second to talk about the philosophy of keeping it flowing. You know, if you're sitting there in a stagnant piece and you're like, should I sit onto this guy who I had high hopes to blossom as a sleeper candidate? Meanwhile, there are these other players that are kind of blossoming, but I didn't have any one of them pegged earlier before they actually started showing out. You want to keep your situation fresh. You want to keep moving. You want to keep exploring options. And hey, that's going to mean sometimes you end up dropping a player that in two weeks you kind of regret. But don't stop there because that's like losing a bet and then folding up your Bovada account and saying, I'm just not going to bet anymore. Well, you just ended on a loss. Like, keep it going. You're going to hit. So you want to keep that going fresh. You want to keep looking for up arrows, Travis, as you, as you talk about. And don't be phased if you do end up dropping a guy who ends up going off a couple weeks down the road keeping it fresh keeping it moving could end up being what wins you a playoff matchup down the road yeah i think this is a great point to uh like to really you know like highlight here austin because all those guys we're mentioning are guys that we all would not be shocked if the bottom fell out next week. You know, this is what's going to happen with these guys. You're going to try and chase the arrows and, and really you're going to be trying to bet on a guy hitting again after he's already hit. And, and so that just gets to be a volatile position, but when they're the bottom of the bench guys that you're trying to filter through and find that one, that breakout, that's when it can be good. So you definitely want to keep putting your hat in the, or uh, you know, your hat in the ring for all those things. We have Alexander Carrero Marquez, who do I start at flex, Johnny, between James Robinson, Chase Claypool, Rondell Moore, or Kenny Galladay? Hmm. I would go. I would probably go with. Well, you got to monitor the situation with Deontay Johnson. Uh, obviously, I do expect if you want to like a sneaky waiver wire pickup now would be Washington. James Washington. We'll talk about it on our matchup breakdown. Uh, if Deontay doesn't go, James Washington would actually roll in uh, and get the Deontay looks. Rondell Moore, tremendous upside. If you are in a PPR league, I like him the most, to be honest with you, just because they are scheming him more and more into this offense. Uh, and, and he's electric when he has the ball in his hands. And they know that in Arizona. And so they should use him a little bit more. That's why I was looking at the question before. I don't know if I necessarily go after Christian Kirk. I know he had the major week one. But again, he's going to be the fifth, fifth guy, uh, sixth, sixth, sixth guy on that totem pole. Um, and I just think, you know, things came right for him uh, week one. But I don't know if that happens again or you'll be able to pr predict the Christian Kirk. Uh, I would much prefer having Rondell Moore, who I know is going to get, you know, six to eight targets in this game. Uh, Galladay should have a nice bounce back as well. So continue to we'll continue to monitor this. What I'll ask is to come back on Sunday morning uh, when we do our lineup li uh, live lineup show 90 minutes before kickoff, and we could give you a much better uh, you know results on an answer than this uh, because we'll have a lot more information from now until then.
And we did drop the Discord uh, link in the chat, so make sure you guys are heading over there for all your fantasy uh, questions. You can get answered there, not just by us, but Whisper Nation coming in, the community coming in, giving their two cents, which is nice to get, you know, uh, uh, a tribe together to kind of answer these questions. Well, that does it for us, boys. I want to thank everybody that was in here. Alexander, Do It 420, Boss Man Fat, Cat's Pajamas. I want to thank Austin Sear and Johnny Game Time Hicks. I am Big Travi, and we are the Fantasy Whispers. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Good luck this weekend. Hope all your dreams come true. Right here. Look at you go. You made it to the end of another one of our videos. Hey, if you still have some questions, I totally understand. Or you just want to join an awesome fantasy football community, head on over to our Discord chat. Link is in the description below. And if you're still not sold on us, check out one of these videos.